Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., or 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. I pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. May God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. During this season, I have had an epiphany, pun completely intended. <laughs> Some side comments over here. Don't worry about it. It'll be taken up later. <laughs> My epiphany being that each passing year, I grow more and more fond of this season of epiphany. This season of light, this season of revelation. Epiphany is the underdog of the liturgical calendar. It is vastly underrated in my humble opinion. It is the lightweight of the liturgical calendar as it falls in between the more well-known, familiar, and heavyweight seasons of Christmas and Lent. Perhaps, just perhaps, this is why I'm growing more fond of Epiphany with each passing year because it is a short reprieve from the holidays and then the busy, arduous season of Lent. Epiphany is either longer or shorter some years, depending on the date of Easter and the start of Lent. In seminary, I was instructed by my professors to do a teaching series during Epiphany to pass the time. It's a perfect time to do such a thing. Epiphany is downtime. Not much is going on except recuperating from the holidays and counting down the days until Ash Wednesday. Perhaps this is true. Perhaps. Perhaps Epiphany is a season of recuperation. Perhaps it does provide a chance to gather our collective breath before the grind of Lent, Holy Week, and Easter. But, like all underdogs, there is more to this season then meets the eye. This season is more than just a filler between Christmas and Lent. It is more than just a time to finalize our yearly budget, have our annual meeting, celebrate Mardi Gras, and eat king cake. As I have already said, it is a season of light, that light being Jesus Christ. This is a season when we celebrate God in Jesus becoming known to us. He was born in an obscure stable in Bethlehem and in such a way that his lowly birth would have been of little account. But he did not remain unknown or in obscurity. Jesus was not born to save a handful of folks who knew about his birth. Jesus was not born to save only those who knew or might have known he was the Messiah. He was born to save the whole world. 
And this Savior looks blindly upon those He saves, regardless of race, sex, creed, class, sexual orientation, religion, denomination, and other labels in terms of division in which we dare, in which we dare to separate ourselves into the saved and the unsaved, those loved by God and those we deem unworthy of God's love. This is the gift of the season. It affords us the opportunity to hear stories about God becoming known to all of us, everyone, no exceptions, the whole world. God not being hidden or far off, but wanting to become known and very close to us and in the many ways in which He did become and has become known to us and close to us. It began with the star, that star that the wise men followed which showed the way to where the Christ child was lying after His birth. Last week, if you recall, the revelation of God in Christ continued at His baptism when a voice was heard very clearly stating that this is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. And today, on this, the second Sunday after the Epiphany, Revelation continues with an all too familiar voice. This familiar voice echoes from John the Baptist. Perhaps you have heard of him. This voice is no longer proclaiming the coming of one who is greater than he. No, this voice is now proclaiming the one who is greater than he is present. John is making known that the one who he spoke of is in the midst of the people. He is not far off. He is not intangible. He is not some idea or concept. But He is here. He can be touched, felt. He can be heard and seen. He can be known. Because that is what God wants. For us to hear Him, to see Him, and to know Him. So now what do we do? When we hear these stories throughout this season of Epiphany, what do we do? What do these stories move us toward? What action do they strike within us to take? God obviously wants us to know Him more fully. Not only did God become one of us, but He desired to be known by us as well. So after hearing these stories of God's own voice proclaiming that Jesus is the Son of God, after hearing John the Baptist testifying that here, right here, is the Lamb of God before your eyes, make no mistake, this is Him. He is the one I saw, the Spirit descending upon like a dove. He is the Son of God. After hearing this, after God has become known to us, what do we do now? I think Jesus gives us an answer. It is the same answer He gives the disciples today. Come and see. With these words, come and see, Jesus calls His first disciples. With these words, Come and see, Jesus calls us to follow Him. With these words, come and see, His ministry that culminates on the cross is set into motion. These two disciples have been looking for the one to come. The one John had been proclaiming would come. Now that their searching was over, now that they had found Him, now that they knew who He was, now that God and Christ had been revealed to them, Jesus asked them, what are you looking for? When they ask Jesus where He is staying, He replies, Come and see. But, 
Jesus didn't merely want to show them where he was staying. It wasn't that simple. He wasn't seeking their opinions on his digs or his pad. He wasn't looking for advice on furniture arrangements or paint colors for the living room. His words, come and see, were a call to discipleship. And it is a call to discipleship that is unique in the Gospel of John. For throughout John's Gospel, Jesus is constantly speaking of coming to him and seeing his glory as the way of discipleship, as the way of eternal life. So what do we do now that God has revealed himself to us in this season of Epiphany? Now that the Messiah has been revealed by God's voice at his baptism, now that the Messiah has been revealed today in John's testimony, and as these revelations continue in our gospel lessons throughout this season, what do we do? We follow Jesus as his disciples did. We come and we see. This past Wednesday night, I was standing right outside the chapel door waiting on the healing service to begin. It was chapel time, so you know it was 5.35 instead of 5.30. Right as I was about to walk in to start the service, an unfamiliar face was making her way up the sidewalk. I was very excited to see what I thought was a visitor, and it wasn't even Sunday. We both gave a good evening to each other, and I welcomed her to the chapel of the cross. As she was turning the knob to open the door and walk in, she turned around to me and she asked, is this the Reunion Homeowners Association meeting? <laughs> I hesitated because I almost said, yes, go on in. <laughs> After clearing up the confusion for her, I invited her to the service nonetheless and a bite to eat in the parish hall. It got me thinking that it seems we are always looking for something like those first two disciples that Jesus called. We are searching. It may be something deep within ourselves, such as community, forgiveness, comfort, meaning, hope, happiness, acceptance, wholeness, or just simply rest. And again, it may be something as simple as a homeowner's association meeting. Whatever it is we are searching for, whatever it is we desire, more often than not, it can be found in relationship with our God. And it is our God who is not hard to find, for He has revealed Himself because He desires to be in relationship with us. Our God did not remain hidden when He came to earth, and He does not remain hidden now. He has made Himself known to the world before, and he will continue to make himself known to the world even now. He desires to be in relationship. And he desires to show us where he is staying. If only, if only we should follow his voice. Come and see. Amen. Amen.